Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 39, Won't Back Down. My name's TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick, and today we have a very special guest of Justin Rosniak, better known as Roz, from, well, there's your problem. How are you doing today, guys? Well, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. As mentioned before, it was kind of a mediocre day. But what day isn't these days? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically <laughs> mediocre is like the the top tier these days. So yes. yay for yay for mediocrity. Oh, I mean, I got a text from my landlord yesterday saying, "Hey guys, you have until the end of March to get the fuck out." So that's how I'm doing these days. <laughs> th- th- Thirty days to vacate. Wow, they gave you just well, the absolute minimum notice. Sixty. So. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, that is sixty days. All right, yeah. Well, less than sixty, but. He sent it on the last of January before February started. So, right. Um, but hey, what better to chase away the blues than some tasty beer? So, shall we get yes. into beer number one today? Beer yeah. number uno. All right. Beer number one today is Won't Back Down. It's a bourbon barrel aged porter from Deciduous. In three, two, one, crack. Oh, see, it's our first bottle, so it's not quite as satisfying as our other cracks. But hey, we're almost a year into this, and it's our first fucking bottle. And it gives me an excuse to actually use this damn bottle opener. Oh, it is a rad fucking bottle opener. Where'd you get that? San Diego? No, I got that at PAX. Oh, yes, that was a PAX grab. Um, It's a Nuka-Cola bottle opener for those listening. I see. I see. Everyone's gone for the tulip glass today. Um, I also have one. It's from uh, mine. Is from Dildo Brewing Company in Newfoundland. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That is a, a. Oh my god. It is. Uh, it, it is in the small town of Dildo, uh, not named for the sex toy, though it is on on a bay known as Spread Eagle Bay, which is. <laughs> Very, uh, very much, uh, it's an interesting place. <laughs> Have they, like, kind of leaned into the whole thing? Like, d- does Dildo kind of, you know, have a bunch of sex shops or, like... It's know... not big enough for a sex shop. That's the thing. Mm. Well, they do have as a sign everyone steals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The town, the town museum is combined with the brewery. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh man, I that sounds like a place that I shouldn't want to go, but I kind of do on name alone. It's, it's a nice little town. Uh the brewery's nice. Uh the food is good. The beer is very good. Which is, you know, cuz when I when I was up there, uh Liam and I drove to Canada and then we went all the way out to Newfoundland as part of that trip and we drank a lot of bad beer on that trip, but this was really good beer. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's always satisfying when you could find, you know, good beer in a sea of bad beer. I mean, that's more or less what drinking in the UK is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So immediately, I think this is really tasty. I'm not getting much of the oatmeal from the porter, but I'm getting a lot of, like, stone fruit. Like, like cherry, plum, that sort of. Flavor. I get the oatmeal more in the mouthfeel than anything. It's less yeah. of a taste thing for me. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what I'm really not getting here is very much bourbon. Neither am I. Nor am I. Yeah. It makes me wonder how long they aged it for. Like, I'm getting a little bit of, like, that back-end sweetness of the bourbon, which I think is where, like, some of the stone fruit flavors are coming from. But I'm not getting, like, that sour mash of bourbon. Yeah. Not not any, uh, yeah, there's, 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 there's something missing here. Um, Yeah. Like, it's not a bad beer. It's very drinkable. And, I mean, I will say that I've had bourbon barrel-aged stuff that it's, like, the bourbon's really the only thing you're really tasting. Yeah. And it's there's like, a lot of, there's a lot of richness to it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this is, yeah. this is acceptable. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't turn it down. That'll do. Were offered. That'll do. Yeah. <laughs> So, Roz, do you want to like uh, um, tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, I'm 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 Justin Rosniak. I host a podcast called "Well, There's Your Problem." It's a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. Um, we we talk about a different d- man-made engineering disaster every week. Although, I guess I don't know if if this week is technically going to be an engineering disaster, more of a people getting themselves intentionally wedged between large rocks disaster. Um, oh. we're talking about cave accidents oh, um, <laughs> no thanks like oh, I, I don't God. I don't have much in terms of claustrophobia but I, I also don't really want a bunch of rocks pressing into all parts of me well my, my co-host Alice uh, essentially came up with this idea like hey I'm gonna scare the shit out of the co-hosts um <laughs> And uh, that's what happened. I had to listen to the whole episode one more time before I upload it, too. <laughs> oh, man. Is that a uh, is that a regular episode or is that a bonus episode? As a regular episode. Gotcha. Because I do. I, I am a Patreon subscriber, so I get all the bonus episodes as well. Oh, yes. When they're occasionally uploaded. <laughs> That's okay. We keep teasing bonus episodes and we haven't even recorded one yet. We're like, <laughs> we're like, seriously, just, we just want a second person to sign up for our Patreon and then we'll start releasing bonus episodes. And it's like, maybe we're going about this the wrong way. Maybe nah, we should nah, be doing get, the bonus gotta, episodes first. You got to get the bonus episode in first and then, and you got to get, get a ringer in, uh, just, just someone, someone from another, from like a really big podcast. And then people are going to be like, I want to hear this person talk. And then, and and then from that situation, you wind up with people subscribing to your Patreon. That's my patented Patreon strategy. Do not steal, except I just told it out loud. So anyone can steal it. Uh, I mean, I don't I, think we're going to steal it, but we might borrow some ideas from you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you and Liam are the closest we get to like big, big, podcasters so oh, i mean wow. uh, you, you i mean i mean that uh, also like, seems really I, diminishing because you guys seem like you are actually you guys are pretty, pretty well big. Known I mean, the, yeah. apparently we are now yeah i never <laughs> thought it would be, blow up as big as it was because the whole project just sort of started alice tweeted at me like uh it would, it would be funny if we did uh podcasts about engineering disasters and i was all right let's try it <laughs> and we did the first episode that sucked and then we got Liam on, 
the second episode, which was really good. And then the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've I've been I've listened to every single episode and I, I personally love you guys. Like so, you know, I'm glad that you guys blew up. Like I I guess when I think of like huge podcasters, I think of like, I don't know, Robert Evans or somebody like that. Yeah. Like but Joe Rogan. I mean <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Uh we don't say that name here. Um, but although, if you do yeah. listen to what's our next episode at the time of recording, he he does get brought up in that one. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I thought you were about to say you had him on still. Oh God, no! <laughs> I mean, I think if that would be hilarious for us to get Joe Rogan out of this and just be like, it, it'd be a five minute interview of like, hey, so uh, why are you just such a stupid piece of shit? Is it is it just money? <laughs> Hey, have you ever tried mixing beer with DMT? <laughs> We're all going to do it. You should do it too. Uh, yeah. Um, so am I correct in assuming that like you guys have gotten big enough that like you and Liam quit your day jobs? Uh, no, I was fired from my day job. Oh, actually. So was Liam. Well, he was laid off. <laughs> Um, we didn't have a choice in the matter. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but all right. It's kind so of no, that... I, I gotta ask. Like, <laughs> what was their reason for firing? If you don't mind saying. Okay, so I, I worked prior prior to getting into podcasting. I worked at a uh, a video game company, making an unspecified game about smashing cars into each other, and it was fully remote. This is well before the pandemic. Um, and I was just sort of left alone to do whatever. Right. Cool. And I had like no instruction and, and just, I, it was, it was not a situation where I felt like I had deliverables or anything to do. Um, and as a result, you know, of course I was kind of slacking off a lot because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. It was not well coordinated, and, and eventually they were just like getting get out of here, At, which I can't even blame them for, other than I didn't feel like I knew what I had to do. Yeah, I mean that sounds like incredibly <laughs> poor management. Yeah, um, sounds like you know most companies. Honestly, it's this like true, oh, yeah. you should you should know how what you're doing. It's like you know I I'm doing the same thing that I've been doing for six and a half years but i'm doing it at a new company now and it's like you know just because i've been doing this job forever doesn't mean i know what your yeah. systems are or yeah. what your generally what your actual procedures are it's like i this is not like you know I, I don't magically know how all the shit works here so it's like yeah in every fucking job they just assume that you know what to do and it's like no you have to show me first and then then you can leave me alone. Mm -hmm. And then I would actually prefer that you leave me alone. I'm now curious. I'm guessing it's, you know, probably a deny, but was this unspecified game a Twisted Metal remake that us fans have wanted for fucking years? Uh, no. No. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, um, it was BMNG.drive. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. 
Nice. I, 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 I've been out of there long enough. I don't even care if that goes in the podcast. They're, they're not, they're not going to listen to it. I mean, <laughs> if you really want me to cut it out, I'm guessing like none of the 13 people that we get to listen to this are, are going to sell you out though. <laughs> I mean, I do wonder, like we probably have more than like 13 listeners. It's just that like, those are our download numbers. And it's like, I have no idea what proportion of people generally stream versus download. Like, um, Hmm. Yeah, I've never, I've never quite figured. I, I don't understand po- podcast statistics at all. Um, I it's it, it's we. very confusing. Yeah, because I think well, I think any stream counts as a download, but that Does may it? also depend on your platform. I don't know. Yeah, see, that's the thing is like I use Google Podcasts, and there's distinctly a difference between a download and a stream. Interesting. So it's like. I actually, you know, now when I talk to people, I'm like, hey, if you're going to listen to my podcast, please download it because it's like that's the only thing that counts. I'm not sure. I it's like I wish I could track my own contributions to things to find out if there is a difference. I don't I honestly don't know. I don't know. It's like uh, people like talk to you about like stuff that you don't understand about different ways to distribute the podcast and like, why aren't you doing it in X, Y, Z way? And I'm like, I wasn't aware that it existed. When I want to listen to a podcast, I go to the page on SoundCloud and I listen to it there. I, I've never, I don't, I don't have an app. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, typically yeah. I use like Apple podcasts cause it's just there yeah. on my phone. Yeah. Same with Google podcasts for me. So that's kind well, of hey, how I ended up there. <laughs> it, it makes me feel old when people people tell me about all these ways that you can listen to podcasts that are much more efficient than what I do. But <laughs> um, if you want to feel less old, I think we're like 10 years older than you. So, well, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which blows my mind. Like, it's like, oh, man. Uh, Listening to you guys, it's like, if these people are that much younger than me, what did I do wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, step one for me to get into content creation was getting fired. So, um, (laughs) and uh, I I don't know. It's a, it's a, I, I, I can't say that's a good strategy. A lot of risk in that one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's always a part of me, though, that kind of wished I got fired from my last job during the pandemic so I could have, I don't know, maybe Enjoyed done something different. A bit. Yeah, yeah. Get those, uh, get those extra unemployment bucks. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, maybe I could have, like, figured out programming or something. Who the hell knows? But, you know, I kept working the whole time because... Uh, Real estate deals didn't stop. Right. So, because I do environmental due diligence. So it's like, okay. Um, yeah. Could we, why are we, why are you buying a, an office building right now? I don't really know. Yeah. Especially since like office space should be going the way of the dodo. Like most people can say, work from yeah. home and they should be converting more hotels into like meeting rooms that could be rented out. I don't know. Yeah, then yeah. A, a whole bunch of office buildings are just, you know, assuming we don't have 
you know, assuming they don't force everyone back to the office at gunpoint, which is probably what they're going to do. Oh, we're um, really close to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just going to they're going to shove everyone into the Apple the Applebee's at uh at bay uh, with bayonets you know um, that's 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 going to be the next step but you know the, these office buildings are going to be kind of useless for anything other than offices you know residential conversions are a piece of work um oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially into an yeah. office space like that because the amount yeah. of plumbing that you would have to expand out would yep. be yeah you, you'd have to gut the entire building yeah, yeah and then plumbing, the mod- HVAC. The, like... the modern floor plate is so deep. There's yeah. going to be no yeah. windows in the apartments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking yeah. of that. Just having like yeah. a windowless apartment in the middle of the floor of the building. It's like, that sounds yes. awful. <laughs> that sounds like a recipe for, you know, listening to Elliot Smith on repeat until you kill yourself. Oh, yes. I was going to say it sounds like a recipe for a future episode of Well, There's Your Problem. <laughs> well, Wait, we, so we already... Because a fire breaks sort of, out in the middle. We already... So I don't know if you heard about the uh, University of California, Santa Barbara uh, Cube. Yeah. Um, I have not, so the, please enlighten. The, the, there, was, there was a man, I forget his name. He donated a whole lot of money to UCSB. But on with the stipulation that was going to be built, uh, he's going to build student housing to his special design. He's not a trained architect, which involved rather than having dorm rooms on the outside of the building, there'd be common areas on the outside of the building, and then everyone would get an interior cubicle, that sounds which awful. had an individual bed, and then a little desk, and then there was sort of a windowless common area in which those were arranged. And those were arranged along a hallway, which led to a larger common area that had the windows in the kitchen and stuff like that. And then there were, I don't know, uh, a whole bunch of those were hooked together along an even longer central co- uh, corridor, even wider and bigger one. That's where the elevators were. Um, and then uh, it was like 12 stories tall. I think it was good for about 4,000 students. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Incredible, yeah. incredible, incredible piece of um, just the the stupidest architecture I've seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I would, you know, aside from things that are completely unstructurally sound, uh, yeah, more or less, that sounds like, hey, do you want to get tortured for like, but pay us a lot of money to do it? Yeah, I don't know if I'd pick that or getting stuck in a cave. <laughs> oh man, I know that's a tough call. It's like I, I mean, if the power went out, it'd be the same thing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Have your handy dandy um, flashlight always within reach. Yes, like, like thankfully our cell phones act as flashlights these days. But still, no, that sounds awful. It reminds me of um, what is it, fifteen million credits? the episode of black mirror with like the tiny cubicle rooms. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's the other thing. All the rooms are going to have virtual windows. Ah, then yeah, it's definitely 15 million credits. Yeah. You're, you're, you're definitely going to wind up with them starting to, if the, if the, if the, if the the university gets short on money, they're definitely going to pipe advertisements in there. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't it be cheaper to just like put the rooms on the outside and not install virtual windows? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, 
we talked about this on the podcast actually because this dormitory is actually significantly more expensive than conventional dormitories that uh the university of california uh system is building elsewhere like yeah. on a per student basis yeah it's one of those where you should just be like at that point it's like you know thanks for the offer for the money man but um we're good yeah yeah we're, we're good i think we're gonna take it in a <laughs> different direction yeah, it just sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, very bad idea. Uh, then to make it even more fun, out where the windows are, that's where you put the bicycles that generate the electricity for the building. So it's semi-self-sustaining, but the only time that you get to look outside is while riding a stationary bicycle. That's another funny thing about it. So oh, my God. One of the things they want to do for the... Uh, they have amenity spaces for this, right? Those are all going to be on the roof. Now, this is UC Santa Barbara, right? So you got a beautiful ocean views. You can see the mountains. You see all this California bullshit people like. Um, uh, it is, unfortunately, also right next to a runway for the airport. But um, ah. but so all these amenity spaces on the roof, they're all organized around a central plaza, which means when you go up on the roof, you can't see anything because there's these tiny buildings in this fake town square that's all around you <laughs> oh my god that sounds like you, you really you're, you're really selling me on this idea of just like how fucking terrible it is <laughs> i mean actually it could make a halfway decent horror movie uh yeah essentially the village but in like modern times you have this like oh like the prisoner <laughs> oh yeah yeah like this whole fake village and it's like oh what am i doing here this is so so absurd yeah no there's an idea there oh, yeah. the, the, the thing is prison cells do require windows <laughs> like yeah. actual ones <laughs> yeah because humans don't really do well with uh no access to sunlight yeah yeah or... i mean if nothing else natural vitamin d yeah yes Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, imagine all these all these kids start uh, drop dead of uh, vitamin D deficiency. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it feels like that's a thing that should be like considered torture against the Geneva Convention. You know, yes. something, something. It sounds like the exact kind of an idea that somebody who doesn't have a background in architecture would come up with and be like, "Yeah, this is cool." <laughs> They gotta send blue helmets in to shut down the construction site. <laughs> now, now, which who designed the worst building, this guy or Elon Musk? I don't know. Um. All right. So I'm thinking. Okay, Elon Elon Musk would. I don't think Elon Musk is as sadistic. Um. <laughs> Uh, Elon Musk is, he's a lot of these dumb as shit. Um, he has really terrible ideas. He's very full of himself, but I don't see him as like a a guy who's like deliberately trying to impose misery on individuals in the name of some kind of great experiment. If anything else, he's just perpetuating the status quo generally. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's shitty modern day Edison. Like, like he wants to be Nikolai Tesla, but 
he he doesn't have good ideas. He tries to dream big, but then has no idea how to actually execute any of the things that he wants to pretend like he wants to try to do. I was going to say, oh, I would man, argue that Cyber Edison is smarter. Awful. Uh, Edison yeah. is smarter, and I think a better investor, because Edison was one who I think did come from nothing. He was just a lot of an asshole. Charles yeah, Munger is the name of the guy. He's a 97-year-old billionaire investor. He was uh, Warren Buffett's right-hand man. Okay. Um, oh, good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, also- Warren Buffett, like, fuck the rich, like, eat the rich, but... um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Warren Buffett, all all masses of wealth are built on the backs of others, but I think that he did it in the least shitty way of a lot of them. I I, I Buffett's a weird guy because I I, I I I don't like how he presents himself as like a normal like every man. Oh yeah. Um yeah. you know, it's it's kinda like, okay, listen, you were the world's richest man. I know that you have like a small car. And not the world's most opulent house, although it is, of course, in Wyoming. I want to say Wyoming. You know, he has his, he has he has uh, fingers in the pot of everything. Uh, he doesn't necessarily he he, he he does like wise investing, but like yeah, that, yeah, you know, it's not yeah. necessarily like. I mean, take for example, he owns like Burlington Northern Santa Fe, right? You know, the the big railroad out west. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think, okay. Are you going to try and do something maybe socially useful for with this? Uh, like, let's say we are trying to reduce carbon emissions, right? Well, what do you do? You electrify the trains, right? Because Burlington Northern Santa Fe is the third largest commuter, consumer of diesel fuel on the planet. Damn. Um, not wow. going to do that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, there, there are definitely blind spots that he has. Mm-hmm. I, I'm mostly just saying he's not like uh, Jeff Bezos, like, quite literally stepping on the backs of his employees to build his that's empire. true that's or, true yeah and elon musk who is built on a legacy of blood emeralds well, i yeah. think also uh buffett's uh workforce being more established is much more unionized just in general mm-hmm. yeah um, that too it, it's like yeah the union busting bullshit is just like mm-hmm. oh man you had to go and make yourself even grosser than you already were Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. We shouldn't have billionaires. We just shouldn't. We just get rid of them. Yeah. I'm well, I mean, I, I like I was gonna I, I would argue that the you know, it's like once you get above a certain amount of income per year, just tax a hundred percent of it and you can't mm-hmm. dump shit into like, you know, shell companies and crap or like offshore accounts. It's like, uh, but that would yeah. mean that our IRS would have to focus more on those with money instead of those without money. But then again, our entire country needs like a top to bottom tax reform and H and R fucking block should not be allowed to lobby for themselves anymore. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh that is, that is my, that is my main complaint. It should be easier to file taxes. Oh, it should be easier I, to pay taxes. You shouldn't have to file your taxes. You either get a bill. No, you either get a bill from the IRS or you get a refund from the IRS automatically every year. Yeah, and yeah, if you so have much like, exceptions or exemptions, then that's when you would end up hiring like a CPA to actually figure out, oh, okay, this is what they're telling me. So you have like a contestant time. 
Like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, like, there's a way to streamline this system to make it not as yeah, you, stupid. Because, like, you don't itemize already, deductions, yeah. The, the government already knows what I either owe or am getting. So either yeah. send me a check or a bill. And then, you know, if you send me a bill, that's when I go to a CPA and be like, hey, is this really what I owe? Yeah, it's like if you if you don't itemize your deductions, then you should not require like a piece of software or a person like it's like once you get to the point where you you have to actually itemize your deductions because you have enough shit going on. It's like, yeah, eh, then maybe. But like, yeah, I mean, it's like it should. It, yeah, you shouldn't need any of this shit. It's just an extra way to, you know, gouge money from us because capitalism is the best. Because yes. H&R Block has a strong lobby in Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, abolishing lobbies would do a lot. I mean, yes. uh, there are certain good things that lobbies have done. Like, I'm a heavy cigarette smoker, but like the anti-smoking campaigns that came out of the anti-smoking lobby are a good thing for this country, ultimately. But yeah. I still love smoking. So I think that the, the keep the, <laughs> I think the, the keep taxes complicated lobby is one we could get get rid oh, of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would argue that lobbies do more harm than good and it's better to like you can't keep a bad thing just because there are there a couple are of good things few... that come out of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Filibuster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So my dad is always uh been against uh has told me several times he's against withholding as a concept like withholding taxes from their paycheck because then people don't notice they're being taxed <laughs> yeah i mean i i it's like i don't but then it makes the end of your year so much harder so as somebody who oh my spent god like yeah 15 years in the service industry where the majority well the entirety of my checks unless i had a shit fucking week at the restaurant um the entirety of my checks come out as taxes. And then every year I would usually owe like hundreds, if not thousands of dollars because I don't make, I would not make enough hourly to cover the taxes that were being brought. And I could never plan well financially to have, you know, like three to five grand in my bank account saved to cover my taxes. Like, it's yeah, yeah. Like the entire oh, system. Any of us broken. can. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I, also to be clear, my dad is very conservative. Uh, <laughs> he wants he wants more people to hate taxes. Um, now, well, I mean, that almost it, sounds <laughs> leaning a little more libertarian than straight yeah. conservative, but still, like libertarianism is a uh, failed concept. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, you go far enough left, you get to hate taxes again. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm personally pretty okay with taxes as long as yeah. they're like going to things that I agree with and not like, hey, yeah, you want to buy a new tank for the military that they don't need? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what, what was it's it? like $780 billion that is dedicated to military improvements. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> Put it towards like fucking universal health care or even better, universal basic income. Because yeah, they're, they're, money's fake. Well, it is like a, a sort of a fake universal income. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also running out of beer. 
Oh, sorry. That's usually my signal to Emily. That's your... Oh, I see. I see. Because I can't see you. I don't know if Emily can see you, but apparently I I have. Oh, okay. Last time... I don't have a camera, unfortunately. (laughs) I mean, I just use the internal one. It looks like shit, but that's why we don't show video. (laughs) Yeah, I, I... I have one on my laptop, but I use my desktop for recording. Because uh, that's where the microphone setup is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes my, sense. I only, I have, I don't have a desktop at this point. I have, this is my personal laptop. And then I have, you know, the work laptop. So it's like, yeah. no, I just, I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think of, fuck. The last time I had a desktop was, uh, I don't know, 2006. I, I it sounds about right. I I prefer the form factor. Mm-hmm. I I just like well actually this this desktop was made during a hor- horrible panic in 2019 because my previous one exploded and then oh, Liam God. and I Liam and I drove to Micro Center mm-hmm. and just bought all the parts for a computer in like an hour with no planning and then put it together that night. And then I was able to finish the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's been a very reliable computer since then. Nice. Well, that's the thing. I feel like the the ones that you build yourself are generally are like I I mean, I'm just thinking back to the days when, like, you know, you could probably walk into a micro center and buy a decent graphics card without having to spend, you know, a firstborn child or whatever. Um no, fucking but, cryptocurrency has sort of destroyed that market. It's just become overinflated. It's bizarre, you know, and just just how much they're 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 really pushing it now. They really want us all to buy crypto. Yeah, um, and it's really terrible well, well, for the environment. Now it's NFTs, but yes, it, it's still terrible for the environment. That, that's what they're going to do after they march us back into Applebee's at Bayonet Point. Is they're, <laughs> they're going to force everyone to buy an NFT. They're, it's this is a it's enclosure. It's coming. They're going to buy this shitty pixelated ape. You have no choice. Yes, exactly. But just don't um, you know, save image of it when you're looking at it because then you're stealing my money. <sighs> Money's fake. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Money is a thing we made up and it shouldn't be used to uh, oppress or torture people. But then how else do you get people to do the shitty jobs that I look down on that I don't treat as real jobs because they're below me? How long do you think before they can tip restaurant workers in uh, NFTs? I am sure. (laughs) I am sure that there is some fucking crypto bro out there right now. Who owns a restaurant trying to figure that out? Trying to figure out how you can how you can pay in apes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Like I uh like there are times where I generally kind of hate the way that the the world is going and kind of feel like the human race is a failed species, more or less, but like there are times where it's like, oh man, I just got to sit back and watch the carnage and like at least kind of take some enjoyment from it. This whole NFT bullshit is like hilarious to just watch as an outsider perspective and be like, sure, light yourself on fire. That's fine. Oh, uh, but there was a teacher in like Florida who 
tried to be the burning monk about anti-vaccination who lit himself on fire like yesterday oh good god yeah people are Um, stupid it's very a lot of people are very 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 emily are you yes um sorry people are very 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 I was trying to figure out how to finish that sentence. People are the, the vaccine resistance. I, 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 I understand less and less. I know this is a subject that's been done to death, but like, I understand it less and less, you know, why would you set yourself on fire rather than have a, I don't know, a very, 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 very minor chance of blood clots or myocarditis. Uh, Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. I mean, And it's like, yeah, I I might have understood it a little bit more in the beginning, but like this vaccine has been administered to like millions upon millions of people at this point, I believe. And it's like, uh, so you really think that like you're going to, so what you're assuming is you're going to be the exception that you see in every, every single fucking thing. Like, because everybody is the hero of their own story and don't realize that, you know, object permanence is a thing. When you're I mean, not I... seeing other people, they still exist, and a lot yeah. of people have the mentality, it seems, or at least like currently in this country, it seems, that, you know, you are the hero of your own story, and you gotta fight for what you're gonna fight for, and like, that mentality is how we got January 6th. I mean, yeah. what blows my mind more is the people who, like, have kids and still say, you know, fuck my kids. My principles are more important than being there for my kids. Like, the dude who's it, I think it's Mass General with, like, who needs, like, I, I think, like, a heart transplant or something. And oh, they had yeah. an organ for him. And yeah. he was like, no, I won't get vaccinated for COVID. And it's like, dude, you have six fucking kids and you're going to, like, let them be fatherless. Mm-hmm like because you know you didn't want to take a vaccine which is it is wild vaccinations are mandatory when you have the damage that fox news and facebook have done to this country like i hate to just like throw it on the two of them because it's a lot of other things like we've been going way downhill for years i feel like i was saying to you emily recently like um we've never known a good republican in our entire lifetime because when we were born reagan was president and it's Mm. just like gone continuously downhill from there like reagan was a fucking shitbag and like fuck that guy you should have stayed an actor and even then you weren't that good of an actor but whatever All right, let's get into beer number two. Because <laughs> right, well, I, think... I, I feel like we're going to keep on going down this like rabbit. I don't hole. think there's. I don't think there's been a good Republican since Reconstruction. I'll say that. Um... I, <laughs> I, I I won't disagree I, with I, you. There. Yeah, I would not disagree with you there. I think that like Eisenhower might have gotten closest, but I might be wrong, and he might have been just a military general Democrat. But I can't remember. Yeah, it's a it's a weird. It's a it was kind of a weird period there where um, I mean, it's almost like a repeat of the era. Of good feelings, I guess. Um, mm. But I, I I also don't know enough about that era to yeah. speak definitively. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, beer number two today. 
Rad Arcan, but then again, I got a thing for Phoenixes. It's called Milo's Phoenix. It's an American IPA from Tilted Barn Brewery in somewhere. Uh, Rhode Island. Yeah, somewhere in Exeter, Rhode Island, I think. Yeah. Uh, Kraken in three, two, one. Crack. I'm hoping that this one... I was one second over. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. Totally fine. (laughs) Um, doesn't have I'm to be exact this, same time. Hopefully it's, yeah. I apologize that I yeah. sent you two beers that turned out to be oxidized. They actually went faster than I expected, so. Oh, I, you know, if I have a couple beers, I won't notice. Oh, these ones <laughs> you would have, because I'm guessing that the, well, the two from yeah. that episode. Em? It depends on how drunk you are. Yeah. If you're actually, <laughs> like, drunk drunk, then you probably won't notice. If you're, like, anything below that, you will. Fingers crossed that this one is uh, yeah, let's see how we doing do. a better job. Yeah, I think I'd rather have the actual Phoenix in the picture of this one than the yeah. name. We're trying to get better at social media because, uh, you know, that's a thing that apparently helps a lot, too, is yes. know, Twitter and Instagram and all that good crap. Oh, that's the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, I like it. It's my Phoenix because, you know, two major car accidents that probably should have died in at least one of them. But, you know, keep on being reborn. Mm-hmm. Never stop learning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've now seen two Phoenix tattoos and yours is definitely not as good. I definitely have the uh, shittier Phoenix between the two Phoenix tattoos. I have seen way more rad Phoenix tattoos in my life as well. But this is my Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. I've had this thing since I was like 19, 20, something around yeah. there. Oh, nice. Something like that. So like 18 years. It's a, yeah. good, a good duration right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is kind of the, the weird thing about like getting older and older is going like, I had a realization... I think I, I think it was what last year mm-hmm. that I was like, oh shit, uh, my eyebrow ring is now old enough to drink. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was <sighs> like, holy crap, I'm old. Like that's a yeah. There's there's something very weird about getting older, and like I feel like at my age, my parents were. I mean, for fuck's sake, my parents had me, but you know had way better jobs and stuff than I did. And I, I'm sure that they felt more adult than I do. Like, um, I, it, I am currently twice as old as when my mom had me. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, I'm, it's... I'm 38. My mom had me at 19. So I am two thirds my mother's age now. It's, it's just weird to quantify. <laughs> It, it 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 is weird. Um, I I know that uh, I forget when my parents had me, but the weird the weird thing is, by doing everything wrong and doing the dumbest thing possible, I'm actually, I think in a better position than they were <laughs> at yeah. my age. Um, and uh, it's it's very it's very strange, especially since everyone else seems to have had completely reverse uh, experience, and I'm here doing the dumbest thing possible. That requires the least effort, and like it just somehow worked out. I, 
I mean, I will honestly, say this. cheers to you, man. Yeah, yeah seriously, kudos. man. You are living the fucking dream, in my opinion. I deserve none of this. <laughs> no, you do. I mean, honestly, like, check out what we're doing right now. We're drinking and bullshitting. Anybody this can is do true, that. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah, I do throw out, like, you know, more, I guess, info about beer scientific bullshit. Like, yeah, it's not like. But then the rest of our podcast nothing. is like bullshitting pop culture and often politics we try to usually stay away from the politics but we're very leftist (laughs) but like your podcast Roz actually does you know research and um notes and you guys know things perhaps off the top of your head like Especially when it seems like it's mostly your notes. Does Alice do a lot of outside research, or do, is she just that knowledgeable about fucking everything? Alice is one of the smartest people I know, um, and Alice just knows all the weird esoteric shit. I think just based on like a her personality, b like all all kinds of weird military knowledge. You know, uh, uh, I, I I probably also a lot of just from collecting shit. That that's something that you know, brings thing, you know, you, you, you start to learn. I, I mean, you can learn so much just through diving down a rabbit hole on one subject far enough. You know, I, I, it's, um, it, it, I, I don't, how would you say that? Um, you know, cause I was like, I know almost everything I know based on just a long-term interest in trains. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which then sometimes is cool that, as hell. that leads you into like a whole Rabbit, like uh, you, you, you start learning all about history, about different cultures, about all this other stuff, just just through the medium of, you know, the railroads there. Now, it doesn't help you very much before about 1830. I will say that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, nothing that I'm interested in really helps you before that either. So yeah. in fairness, like, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely more of a kind of stem nerd in general and it's like okay there's a certain age for that but yeah i mean i it also makes me wonder like how much more knowledgeable i would sound if i didn't have a memory like a sieve i mean there are times where i you know pull random shit that i actually learned in college for instance out of my ass and it's like wait i remembered something that i paid to learn are you shitting me? Like, oh my God. It's like, I don't, I, I don't understand how I can forget so much. Like I, I'm sure the weed doesn't help, but I have a terrible memory anyway. But yeah, it's like, I, I've been into deep diving into like aviation bullshit for a couple of years. And it's like, I still feel like I don't know as much as I've actually consumed. I don't know. I I need I mean, a hard drive. <laughs> that would be ideal, right? Well, Elon Musk is going to come up with that, apparently. Cyber Ooh. brain. Yeah, Although, cyber. honestly... If, there was a the Black Mirror like, episode about that, too. If I could get, like, cybernet- if I could get <laughs> cybernetic implants, I'd totally do it. I, I would go full-on Darth Maul and just, like, chop off my lower torso and replace all of that with just robot legs. Look, I don't blame you for that. Uh, it's a risky procedure, but I, I think, think it's, it's worth it. it. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't blame you for that. But like, I just don't feel comfortable with the idea of anybody 
more or less owning or controlling that much of myself because like you know that it's going to be like one company who oh, does that oh yeah yeah i, I definitely and, i don't want anyone hacking into my brain i mean it's the same reason that i refuse to take any of those fucking dna tests is because like they've you know uh, they there cannot, is not it, proper legislation in place to protect your dna at this time correct and, and they can use that in it and becomes, they can use that for yeah. they can give you your anonymous data to anyone they want for you know mm -hmm. scientific studies and stuff which it's like i'm cool with that but fucking pay me yes like i mean it, that should be my property it's, if you want to use it it's henrietta Lacks all over again and i don't think enough people actually realize that that's really what it is yeah, yeah. I, I have a question Mm -hmm. Yes. What do we think of this beer? Did we talk about that? We have not <laughs> talked no. about the beer. I, I've been trying to like <laughs> yeah, get us back wait for to a it. natural yeah. point. Yeah. Um, Return to I'm, beer. I'm actually glad that we kind of took a second because very much like the the ones we had the other day that were oxidized. Yes. Like mm -hmm. I would say that this one was an amazing beer when it was created because that's what you first get when you first open it but like the longer it's actually getting exposed further to exposed oxygen. to oxygen yeah it's getting you know the oxidation flavors are coming out more and more so like i predict that this will get undrinkable for me about halfway through whereas i'm gonna dig the rest of my way through but like the first so, scent, uh, yeah. the first Anytime scent, and, and the first sip i thought were fantastic it was super juicy it was Closer yeah. to like a New England style with like a little more bite, which this I is guess, definitely a New England style. Well, it's very much an American yeah. IPA, but like mm. it, it still has a lot of that like orangey juiciness to it initially, and it's getting it's getting a lot more sharp the more I sip yes. it because yeah. it's exposed to oxygen. Yeah. So Roz. I am willing to jump ship on this one anytime you are. Uh, you guys um, are welcome to. I'm, Although, you I'm, guys get I'm, to talk for a minute while I go steal a mirror real fast. Ah, uh, well. I I gotta say, I you know, the, the, the sort of like... Um, I used to be really into New England-style IPAs. Mm -hmm. But I, that almost felt like it was a hot, se a hot second. And then I was like, I can't differentiate between any of them. Um uh. Um, really? So the, uh, you can't differentiate between different New England style. I mean, I'm assuming. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 um, it's all like, I honestly, I, cause I, I used to homebrew, right? Okay. I don't really do it anymore because I just need to get new equipment. The old stuff is, it's all plastic and it's all grody oh, now. Yeah. You know? It's like, I, I, I should probably upgrade to something better. Um, but like, uh, you know, I, I feel like once Citra hops became a thing, Mm -hmm. Everything else after that has just, I don't know. It's all, it's all sort of, I don't understand it anymore. It all tastes kind of the same, you know, yeah. I, and then I, I started to get into, well, Frank loggers. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, there nowadays you can find a lot more nuance in a lager. Yeah. I mean, what I really like about New England style IPAs is that when you drink them semi-frequently, it's easier yeah. to pick out the different like flavor compounds so you know like different hops produce different like terpenes and flavonoids when they're 
you know, used in a beer. And I think that it's like, I almost feel like the more that I've experienced that, the more it, the easier it is to kind of tease out those differences. And some things are much more drastic, um, especially with like, there kind of seem to be continually new hops being bred. Like every couple of years, it's like, what? fucking hop is that right and then the whole cryo thing became a thing Uh, like yeah yeah, there's a there's a lot wait uh, which cryo so essentially i thought you said gladio i was like oh Oh, that would be fucking rad (laughs) i want to i want to breed a hop now to make the the gladio hop and it's uh well i I guess it would i guess it would blow up uh it it would blow up a train station and uh blame it on communists (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i mean that could actually be like a solid tagline it's like the best hop you've ever tried you know i wonder what kind of beer that would go in because i'm thinking well you might have to do something really traditional and make like a peroni red clone for that Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess it depends on you know what style you're talking about yeah. like that's the other thing is a lot of the uh old-fashioned styles are not do not lend themselves to new hops because new hops are going to no matter what phase of the brew you're using them in are going yeah. to like provide way too much flavor that's why things like fuggles exist because yeah. they're not uh that's a hop that it's like Hey, would you like a hop with as little flavor as possible? Here yeah, you go. Just for bittering, yeah. I mean, made that's... in England. Used to be made in my backyard, but uh, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Fuggles is one of those that, like, you just, yeah, you only really see in traditional styles these days. Um, it's not any. It's not a hop that anyone gets excited about. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean. Because I, I, you definitely, I don't think I, there'd be no reason for no str- new strains of yeah, like the really traditional hops. Because you would, um, you know, it's just for bittering. It's like not for anything else. We already achieved the platonic ideal of yeah. the bittering hop, and it's something like Fuggles, or it's like Saz, or it's like something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, or even um, so, a lot of the traditional Belgian styles that have basically no hop character would use something like that, but they would. Uh, like dry age it like a steak i guess and um so the dry aging actually removes basically all the flavors so like the advantage of that of still using it is that you get the preservative qualities because hops are antimicrobial but yeah it basically is like hey look we made hops that didn't have a lot of flavor to begin with and made them completely flavorless wow yeah because white people <laughs> so always uh, always one of those uh one of those things where um you know you see like a craft brewery maybe it's a little older one and they uh advertise no preservatives in the beer it's like well no you have two you have hops and alcohol <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly like it's like dude that's why a lot of people would that's why like you know on ships and stuff they would bring a decent amount of alcoholic beverages of some kind but beer was one of them because yeah it's like yeah hops and alcohol wasn't it mostly a grog that was more like uh to hanke well i mean one of the interesting things about the india pale ale is very little of it ever went to india yeah Um, Yeah. it was like yeah it was was like a sort of a style that was that was sort of 
came from the intention that they would ship it to India, but it actually turned out that um, it was much That's more popular in England. Die. And that it was, um, and the other thing is, it was relatively easy to brew beer in India. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the the IPA is um, completely fake. Not a real. Not not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's oh fuck. Now that I'm like looking through my brain for one of these, I can't find it. But like, it's like a thing where it says it's from a place, but it's not actually from a place. Uh, American um, Chinese food. Um, yeah. Pizza. Um, French fries. French fries. French fries. <laughs> um, to a certain extent, like uh, I guess some other beer styles, like the Baltic Porter, not from the Baltics. Yeah, not yeah. from the Baltics. England. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. There. Yay! I mean, I. <laughs> It oh it always cracks me up how especially in modern times people call out cultural appropriation and it's like okay I understand like what you're getting at and like there are definitely times where that needs to be called out but like the sheer act of having you know an interest in some other culture is not you know or and and displaying said interest is not always cultural appropriation because oh, yeah. like. How do you think that humans have evolved over time? Like it's it it's kind of it's share that sharing of information, that sharing of ideas that, you know, kind of gets you over the hump of like this is my tribe and that's your tribe and I'm gonna kill your tribe. Like wow, which is why we all just need to be one tribe. I mean, at oh, the same boy. time, it's like it, there's a there's a definitely a delicate balance between respecting different people's like cultures and heritages. Oh, and, yeah. No. But like it, that's also part of like that's part of what I love about the American experience, though, is like you can go to so many different areas and find so many different types of food. And, and yes. like, yeah, you, you can taste somebody else's culture. Oh, I mean, and like as somebody who's traveled all over the u.s like not even just food like fucking architecture styles like oh yeah like houses are mind-blowingly different like my friend joe is a teacher in california and he was like oh yeah i used to go to basement shows when i was a kid because he was a punk and his kids are like they have basements there and it's like (laughs) oh shit i forgot there's no basements here (laughs) that's california for you Yep. Uh, you know, they, they, they haven't invented, they've neither invented basements nor the second story on houses. Uh, <laughs> yes. They, they don't have stairs. Yeah. No, it's real weird. They just like have a big single story open thing. And, you know, because fuck roofs, right? It rains yeah. like 10 days a year. So who needs those? Exactly. You don't, you don't need to constrict the size of the house because California has an infinite amount of land and has no housing crisis whatsoever because of oh, it. Yeah. No, no, none, none at all. And, and, oh. and also when it rains there, they're not completely fucked by the fact that they don't realize that storm drains need to be more frequent than like once every half mile or whatever dumb shit they decided to do. Oh my God. But just I, let them empty into the LA river and they'll be fine. Um, well, <laughs> you still need to actually have conduits for it to get to the LA river yes. is the problem. Now, I do like, I do like a nice LA ding bed. That's a nice form of housing. I think. Mm-hmm. I have no yeah. idea now what an have... L.A. dingbat is. 
so a dingbat is like a small apartment building that was usually built between the late 40s and the early to mid 60s usually it's like uh you have two or three stories of apartments sometimes it's two apartments on a floor sometimes it's one apartment on a floor that's elevated over a carport underneath um, oh, it's, uh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. A lot of times, you got like big mid-century modern like letters on the front showing you like the name of the building. You know, it's oh yeah, it's those kinda, are so rad. Yeah, yeah, no, those are fun. My, they really are. Like my friend Joe definitely lived in one of those in Palms last, and it was like, man, this is cool as hell. Like it's just, you know, so. I don't know, a bunch of movies. Like, there's a million movies that feature buildings like that. They're very, I don't know, evocative of that, of a certain time and in in Southern California in particular. And, of course, completely illegal to build now. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I can only imagine how those survive, how those do during an earthquake because you have um, like what four well four primary points of contact so i mean you do have a soft story on the bottom that's not good mm. it's yeah. it's not hard to retrofit them and the fact yeah. that so many of them are still around i mean they're not illegal to build because they're unsafe they're illegal to build because we're getting dangerously close to getting into the harrowing of hell here california housing policy um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. America fuck America. yeah. <laughs> you can only live in a single family house. If you don't do that, uh that's un American. Um Yeah. I, I it's honestly honestly it's weird as fuck, I think, how much we're still being pushed that narrative. You have to have a single family home that only one person in the house is working. And if you're not doing that and you don't have 2.3 children, yeah. you are doing the American experience wrong. Dude, not, none of us, seriously, like, no, I, there are very, 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 very few millennials I know that can afford that shit. Like, yeah. my, like, I've tried to bring this up to my, again, elder boomer parents. Like, yeah. You know, and they're like, and my dad's like, oh, well, I know this guy who's, you know, a like a year or two older than you. And like, you know, they like he and his wife both make great money and they just bought this house and whatever. And it's like, dude, I don't fucking care. Like most people I know, like have no savings. They have they, yes. they can't afford a down payment. Like yes. the only reason I could afford a down payment is because, you know, I'm an only child with parents who like were actually you know lucked out in terms of like you know how they made it through life and it's like yeah i'm not gonna pretend like i did this on my own i absolutely fucking did not like you know it, it's uh like uh, there, there's um I, I i certainly i sort of came to leftism i guess through urbanism right mm. which is a weird pathway because most of those people became weird georgists um, and, 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 you know, there's, uh, there's sort of like, uh, there's a truth to the fact that, you know, zoning is a huge problem, but then there's like huge 
restrictions on the housing supply through like the financial system itself. Like it's, it's, it's economically impossible to build, you know, cheap housing just because of the return on investment required for like a large construction project. You have problems also with the building code, which is why Mm -hmm. it's also impossible to build a good apartment anymore. Um, Yeah. Yeah. All the apartments are really bad and they have windows on one side. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything else is just a drywall cube that you, you live in. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's so fucking depressing. Like in, in terms of like, you know, I, we, we know we can do better. We just choose not to because, you know, capitalism. Yeah. Yeah, we're so yeah. Con- con- convinced that capitalism is the right way to go and, you know, I'm very curious cuz I I have a distinct feeling that there's a good possibility that this late stage capitalism is going to um collapse during our lifetime. And my only hope is that it's more entertaining to watch than depressing to watch. <sighs> I mean, it's going to be depressing to watch. It's going to be depressing to watch, but like, I, I need, I need something to be hopeful about. And my only hope is that it's going to be entertaining and not completely fuck over like everyone that I know. I think it's going to be a mix of both. (laughs) Yeah. I would say that you're probably right there. You have to, uh, you have to have your brain. You have to have the crack ping in your brain. And then, and then, and then suddenly, I don't know. I, you gotta get, I, the only way I can get through life is with a mild amount of jokerfication. <laughs> yeah. You have to make li- light of shit because if you can't laugh yeah. at it, I'm going to slip my fucking throat. <laughs> not, exactly. Not if, not if <laughs> yeah. you can't, but like, if I, if I can't laugh at it, like, yep. legit. <laughs> and it's also, a terrible thing to laugh at. But if I didn't, I'd other slip things my fucking <laughs> also not being completely sober all the time definitely helps it's a good idea absolutely um, it, yeah i mean weed helps with plenty of other things but man it definitely helps with me like not uh hating everything well, a little bit more i broke right. i broke my hip half my life ago so <laughs> yes, so yes. yes like weed definitely helps um I mean, also with a as a person with a pain cr- chronic pain condition, agreed. So, Roz, I feel like this is fe- tasting more and more oxidized to me, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. of dumping it. How are you feeling about it? I, I mean, this is it's definitely starting to get some oxidation in there. Yeah, I'm probably not going to dump it. I would be amenable to opening up the other one instead. Oh, yeah, opening up the other one, sure. All That's right. why I I'm... brought two glasses up here. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't. Man. I wasn't that yeah. smart. Um, <laughs> so since I have to get up and dump this anyway, yeah. I'm going to take the opportunity to very rapidly empty my bladder as well. So I will do a mirror. What, what is Come the on. Are we coordinating on that one? Uh, oh, no, I mean. Actually, this is the perfect opportunity. Emily, go steal your mirror and I will explain the reference to Roz. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so, Steel of Mirror is actually in reference to a Kurt Vonnegut novel named Breakfast of Champions. Because mm. in it, Kurt Vonnegut 
writes himself as Kilgore Trout. And Kilgore Trout comes from the Barbados. And anytime somebody's going to go take a leak, he says, oh, they're going to go steal a mirror because mirrors and leaks are portals to other dimensions. So they oh, are right. synonymous. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you I'm just remembering um, now how long it's been since I've read those books. My yeah, God. <laughs> I, I, I love this shit out of fucking Kurt Vonnegut. I, like one of I'm, these days I'm, I'm going to get a So It Goes tattoo. I, I have, I, I, I like Kurt Vonnegut a lot. Um, I got into Kurt Vonnegut. Um, sure. I, I, I guess after I, I forget what the first one I read was, but it was like really shortly after I got into Mark Twain and I, somehow I feel like they're very similar writers. They do um, have a lot of similarity yeah. in their yeah. style. Um, first one, I would guess, uh, given your age, it's not Slaughterhouse five. It's probably mm. cat's cradle. Cat's Cradle is a good one. I do have to use the restroom, though. Oh, you do I it too. I will be it. right back. Um, I'll be here, and I'll keep on talking about it. So, yeah. Um, I felt vindicated uh, the first time I ended up watching through the entirety of Mr. Robot. Because Mr. Robot did end up using, at one point in season four, season five something like that uh one of the characters ended up saying hold up i gotta stop here so i can go steal a mirror what y'all ain't vonnegut fans and i i've been i've been using steal a mirror to go take a leak for like a decade man and um yeah i i definitely felt a certain sense of vindication uh, at this point, I'm not sure. Oh, Emily and I have been watching Fringe. Just slipping that in there. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it other times. hey I am back. She's and... back. Yeah, this is also what I get for trying to stay more hydrated during the day. Is actually having to go to the bathroom more often. Um... I had a thought. Okay. Since I don't have what you're about to drink. Oh, are I we think... on break? No, we're, we're, this is going to be an episode. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. Um, I kind of want to open one of the Warheads as a preview to bonus episodes. And then it's just one that we're out. I don't I'm back. hate the idea. Yay! He's um, back. Yeah, I don't hate the idea of that, TJ. Uh, I mean, I can't think of what else you have that you could even dig into. I don't. Hmm. And that's why I think I want to do that. Uh, we're, we're discussing what is, what is an that? idea for... Since you guys both have a beer to drink, and my, my beer is on empty... I'm going right. to crack one of the beers that we were saving for bonus episodes to be hmm. a preview of what the other episodes will at least be for the beer. Yeah, I mean, right. I I would be very curious to see what happens when I try to if I try to cram four beers into an episode. Although I think our next episode with Liam is going to be us trying to cram four beers into an episode. Oh my so. god. 
Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know if you. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. I a don't long know if watch. Liam actually told you about any of the shit that I actually sent, other than what he gave you. But I, 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 I heard some like vague stuff about like because he wasn't, he didn't say whether or not we would do the episode together or if we were gonna do it separately or what was going on. I was just sort of like, yeah. I'm gonna play it by ear. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I mean, so it's. I wasn't like I didn't have another episode with him planned, but then when I was going to Deciduous, I was like, "Hey, man, they have four packs of like uh, cocktail inspired sours, and you know, do you want to like that? Sounds like a lamb bear, yeah. Do you want to do that as an episode?" And he was like, "Hell yeah!" And I was like, "Okay." So we have another Liam episode lined up, yeah. but like, you know, you said you're not a fan of sours, so that's why I wasn't every, like every time I go to the beer store with Liam. He finds the beer that looks the absolute most disgusting to me and buys it and drinks it. <laughs> yep, you would probably fucking hate a lot of the shit that I buy then because seriously, it's like, I'm like, oh, that is the weirdest sounding sour. It's got like bananas and peanut butter and chocolate in it or whatever. Like, like fuck yeah, I'm that, in. That sounds awesome. <laughs> but, yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right. So then that makes me have to ask, what do you dislike about the beers that he gets excited about like what what um, exactly is it is it just like oh i don't want fucking fruit in my beer i want my beer to be like sequoia redwood piney punch me in the fucking face kind of stuff I mean, or i don't know well it's like it, it's like kind of difficult to like what what do i like in a beer and the, the the one of the things is i i kind of like a relatively conventional beer if i'm honest with you like my favorite ipa is um the yards ipa it's just a nice malty dark brown ipa or you know my favorite like um or i also like shape of hops to come from the chamonix creek creek which has more alcohol in it you know (laughs) i i I, i'm kind of stuck in the big beer phase of craft brewing personally Mm. as opposed to where we are now (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's part of the reason my like my go-to like daily drinker if i was daily drinking a beer when i was daily drinking a beer now it's just whiskey because i've gone that level of alcoholic oh um, yeah my daily drinker was delicious ipa from stone ipa from stone brewing because it's like a makers it's like a of seven, the stone ipa <laughs> it's like a 7.5 percent it's it's bitter, but it's not awful. I, I don't know. It, uh, yeah. it was it was my daily drinker. It fit my palate. So I, I, you know, I because I, the other thing is I've I've missed so much since the pandemic, you know, started, and is now continuing forever. Um, the sort of the the way I would go to try new beers, you know, which was Liam and I would go drive out to a brewery, then we'd have some beers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we can't really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can for a brief period in the summer during the annual lull in cases, but, mm-hmm. but otherwise, other, otherwise it's kind of like, uh, I'm just going to yeah. go with what I know. <laughs> well, I mean, in theory, it warms up faster there than it does here. Although I imagine maybe people are like less brave about it. Cause like I've absolutely sat outside at a brewery in Maine and like, I don't know, March or April or something. And, you know, it's just Mainers being like, 
oh look i got you know it's a it's a nice day out i've got my light coat on it's only it's 30 something degrees oh, well today. yeah yeah you know that, that <laughs> like, is a thing like I, I mean i was gonna say like you know that it's winter in southie if it's if you see some dude shoveling in like adidas slides basketball shorts in a bruins jersey like <laughs> i do not understand how those people function i definitely get way colder than a lot of them but like i will still drink iced coffee basically no matter oh, what you're it's right. like out That'll yeah. do it yeah like it's just i don't know it's a new englander thing it's just like you kind of i don't know i'm not as brave or perhaps as drunk as some of those out there though i was guessing right, as, I, I was guessing as meth <laughs> yeah <laughs> it depends on where you are are you in charlestown then yeah. sure yeah um tj look at that beer well I, i'm gonna mute myself for a minute slip out do, do a thing and come back with a beer you guys can crack and talk about said beer that you're talking about. And then I'm going to give a preview for what mm. a future bonus episode will be, at least from what series. All right. <laughs> are, are we supposed to have the same beer here? Or... Yeah, you should probably you should have. So this was the other deciduous that we talked about originally when i was like oh yeah put like the bottle and then sky party in the fridge and then i was right. like oh wait i forgot to give tj sky party let me go let me go check and make sure i got it then okay good all choice right. tj all right i am back did you have sky party mm -hmm. okay good because uh i wasn't sure I mean, there was every possibility that Liam was just going to be like, you know what? Fuck him, man. I'm keeping this one. <laughs> so, like, so are you, is he the only one who actually has access to the P.O. box or like? Well, so just... uh, I, I have to go and take the L all the way over there to get to get in there. Oh, God. Um, so, like, Liam can go there and drive there and pick up all the heavy stuff that our fans mail us, which is fun that they mail us heavy stuff because that's usually the good stuff. But on the other hand, you know, I I don't know if I want to. Well, I, I it's not even taking the L. I got to take the trolley to the L. Oh God, yeah, no, I I don't blame you for wanting to pass that one off. It's like definitely give that job to the person with the car. Yes, but then you're also dependent on Liam to you know feel like giving you things like all of the soap apparently that you guys got to wash your balls because like. I'm not going to lie, I thought about including soap in that package, <laughs> but like, I was like, no, no, I, I bet you any amount of money that they have gotten a massive shit ton of soap. So are you good for like the next few years now? I think I'm good. I'm good for soap for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would imagine. For what it's worth, I do wash my balls. Um, but yeah, now I have and the assistance. world appreciates that. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, you, now you just have um, a a variety of essential uh, scent experiences for washing your balls. What we got recently that was wonderful was a large collection of books on Australian railways. Oh, <laughs> including That's one kind of cool, including one that was entitled "The Romance of Australian Trams." 
awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. All right. Crack? Let's crack it. All right. Three, two, one, crack. As I spray myself in the face with beer, but I do that pretty much every episode. It's fine. As you do. That means it's carbonated. It also means that, like, I'm cracking it so that, in fairness, my face can take it a lot more better than the, the uh, you know, hundred and whatever dollar microphone. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess that it better than my uh, electronics. One thing I have learned about I, my microphone is that it's indestructible. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. What do you So what are you rocking for a microphone since I can't see it? Well, um I I decided when I start, when I was like I can buy expensive equipment for the podcast, either I can be Rush Limbaugh or Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um and I picked Joe Rogan. So I have the let's see. The Shure oh. SMB SN7B. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of went outside, like, I, I'm one of those assholes who, anytime I'm buying some, like, new tech gadget or whatever, I read, like, six million reviews and articles and shit before I buy something, and, um, what actually really sold me on, so I have an AKG Lyra. Right. And what really sold me on that was actually finding a website that did, uh, sound samples, and, hearing the um the the depth of tone in it but also the fact that you know the guy was doing plosives like right into the microphone and didn't you know wasn't blowing it out was right like it's the reason i don't i've never bothered buying myself a pop filter because it's like honestly the thing does a pretty good job also it looks nice i like it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like one of those old-fashioned microphone kind of Like the old-fashioned ribbon mics? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, I honestly, I do love this mic. I mean, I kind of went, you know, more girly for the headphones, and it's like, yeah, I could have gotten, like, a, you know, a Yeti or something, and I, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have been unhappy with that choice, and it comes in fancy colors, but right. no, I just really dug the sound on this one, so, you know. I always thought it'd be fun to get like an old timey ribbon mic because apparently they're very high quality, but also if you look at them the wrong way, they break permanently. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, like that would be the thing is, is like you'd have to definitely find something at like a place near you, not like oh hey, can you ship this to me from you know North Dakota or wherever the fuck this you know some person lives? Like I would have to like... be completely sober while recording all, at all times. um yeah i no i mean the fact that i do a beer podcast alone i mean yeah we are starting a movie podcast as well shout out folks can look for that when it finally drops um but yeah like no i i never promised to be completely sober you know in I guess any portion of life, if nothing else, because you know, med- medication's a thing. Right. I think so. a mild buzz during podcasting is usually a productive thing. 
At some point, I it agree. gets too much. I've had a few podcasts where it's like, I probably shouldn't have drank that much during a podcast. <laughs> the only time that I ever heard you guys kind of lose it was the beer one, but it was like, yes. <laughs> I absolutely expected that. And I also regret that you guys did that so long ago. And it's like, come on, that's like the perfect thing to have us on for. But because I'm like, I listened to, you know, all your guest episodes and I'm like, man, that would be so much fun. But I don't know shit about this shit. Like, I don't. It's like, I mean, I yes, I, I work in environmental due diligence, but I'm not even an environmental engineer. I my degrees are in clinical laboratory science. Like, yeah. You want to know stuff about like microbiology or whatever, like I got you, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not an engineer. I just sort of fell into a semi-related role by accident. It works though. I'm so, sorry, I'm all, I had to disappear for nicotine, but now I'm back. Yes. You jackass for disappearing for nicotine because I didn't get to do that. I mean, you can. I was going to say, also, <laughs> technically speaking, I can do it anywhere I want because I own all of this. But, like, Indeed. <laughs> I just didn't really want to be an asshole to myself. So. Well, as the no. devil on your shoulder, I don't think that right now would be a terrible time to do it once. But, Fair, that's, but that still that's means just... having to go get them. That's just me. But that's a Actually, faster yeah. journey than, um, you know, yeah, devil in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, out, you know. Uh, you smoke the cigarette in one drag. Um, uh, just like uh, just like uh, in Tom and Jerry. In that... <laughs> so, fun fact. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. But, like, years ago, after you know, years of working in the service industry, I was very good at like server style speed smoking. Oh boy. Yeah. So it was like, you know, all right, I've got a four minute break. I've got two, I've got 30 seconds to get to where I need to be 30 seconds to get back. I've got two and a half minutes to smoke a cigarette. All right. I am smoking that cigarette in two and a half minutes. And yeah, it was like, I'm going to, fucking suck this shit as hard as I can. Also, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I think it's another one of those things that, like, I don't, I don't even know if I'd be capable of doing it with, like, a normal shit cigarette, because you know, I can't chug either. Like, I don't apparently have the physiological capability to do that without yeah. it coming back up um, which is a thing I unfortunately discovered at a frat party when I was like 19 <laughs> so um, yeah I I don't even try anymore but yeah as far as cigarettes go it's like I'm I'm also the asshole who smokes like the organic American spirits because uh, yes. it's like I feel bad about smoking but not enough yet to like actually quit because I, I also you know grew up in the 90s and you know consequently hate myself enough to not want to 
you know, give up all of the vices. It is also cool. Exactly. Is it though? Like especially <laughs> growing up in the nineties, like all the coolest oh, characters was. smoked. <laughs> it's true. It's 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 true. I I mean, you know, it's also I I mean one of the things about smoking is um terrible habit we we so i we are obviously new people starting to smoke and honestly we're like probably three to five years away from it being pretty much outlawed if you're born before a certain time i I hope oh yeah (laughs) i mean if you're born before if If you're born born before after a certain time yeah yes it, it was a good way it's a good way to socialize with coworkers. Like that's yeah. it's like the thing. It's also, like, or just also, people in general. Just, I yeah, met general, him. Yeah. I met TJ because of smoking. Yeah. Like, so oh, that's he and hilarious. I met. He and I met at Anime Boston in 2005 because we both ended up going to it. And I just like went outside to smoke a cigarette, and I don't know. He decided to start a conversation with me. So. I was also outside smoking a cigarette. And we started a conversation of me talking about the guy selling uh, fucking black Martin black market Pocky out of his backpack at Anime Boston, <laughs> and you know it led to uh, us going back to my Crown Vic and hanging out and smoking a bowl, and then going to the poorhouse and having beers and wings i can't remember yeah absolutely wings that was the best thing about the fucking poorhouse like that was such a trash bar that was a blast but like (laughs) man those wings were fucking amazing well yeah but yeah good times (laughs) sorry man emily and i have known each other for well 17 years well it'll be 17 years this april yeah yes like mind-blowing alone that it's like yeah there are people that you know i've known almost as long as i've been out of high school i gotta say i mean as like uh it's like a, a a sort of um something that it lets you get out of like social situations that you don't want to be in especially that if it's like loud or annoying go out for the smoke break you can hang out with people who also want to get the hell out of there it's nice and quiet yeah you go i mean yeah (laughs) absolutely like uh, you know i i would call myself an extroverted introvert like i can definitely (laughs) get down with like hanging out with people but there it's like i need fucking breaks and i need time by myself and you know it is really nice to you know especially since you know until i graduated college at you know 30 something um i worked retail (laughs) yeah no i i mean i went to pharmacy school right out of high school and was like no i don't want to be a fucking pharmacist and uh yeah ended up back in again bachelor's and master's in clinical laboratory science which i do basically nothing with at this point because i work with environmental stuff but hey at least i know science i guess um but yeah i it's like yeah yeah it's a it was an interesting journey and i i wish i could say that i had figured out at this point what i want to be when i grow up because i still haven't gotten there 
maybe someday maybe someday i'll figure out what i actually want to do but you know i don't know i just you know you just you just uh you just you just wind up where you wind up i wound up podcasting i don't know <laughs> honestly at this point that's kind of my hope too is that you know maybe the movie podcast we start will actually get more traction than this because like at this point like this is more or less just like fun you know it's fun um you know this is a like i think we have a lot of fun doing this podcast oh yeah i mean this is a hobby that i've been into for years i would estimate that since i have well i have like over 4300 beers checked in on untapped that i've probably had over 5000 in my lifetime oh and it's and yeah. yeah and and my mother has been bugging me for years to like you know she's like do a beer blog do a beer blog and it's like you realize i write reports for a living more or less right and i i don't like writing enough to want to do that on my personal time so this seemed like a good solution to that problem where it's like i can still talk about the dumb shit i know about beer that seems to impress people even though i don't feel like i know that much but um you know, I, it's a fun thing to do and, you know, kind of get something out of my natural hobby. Yeah. Speaking of beer, I I was going to say, uh, well, actually (laughs) I'm going to crack a beer real fast and then you guys can talk about sky party. Then I'll talk about this very special preview of a future. Well, from this series, future episode. Bonus I've, I've seen that beer before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I am terrified of it. But I'm gonna oh, crack. Don't be. So don't be. I mean, uh, I'm terrified of the fact that of the flavor that it is, but don't be terrified of the series because the series is great. We had a couple of them at a beer fest before COVID, so a long time ago. Yeah. And uh this is probably but... the worst of them. Or I, I expect it's the worst of them. I expect it's the worst of them because artificial watermelon is a flavor that is a uh, an oh, affront spoilers. to an affront to God. <laughs> I don't believe in God, but it's an affront to God nonetheless. Um, yes, I, I, I yeah. similar feelings. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that's the thing is, it's like. I feel like artificial banana is kind of an affront to God too, except for the fact that like artificial banana actually tastes like a cultivar that we, uh, Forget. well, we, we have, we have not, we personally have never experienced because it was wiped out by, you know, banana eating disease, something, something. Well, artificial like, banana is just produced by yeast in a wheat beer. <laughs> yes. But the thing, but the thing that you don't, that you may not, re- and I've actually made banana oil that ta- that smells more or less like that. I didn't get yeah. to taste it in a, in an organic chemistry laboratory. But um, the re if you don't know this, the reason that artificial banana tastes so different is because the original cultivar of banana that, you know, if you went to like the supermarket and you bought bananas was actually a banana that more or less tasted like that. But the thing is, is that it got wiped out by some blight. Uh, right. Fairly... Cause they're all clones. Yes. Yeah. They're all clones. So they got, it got wiped out entirely by some blight. And uh, I forget the name of the species, but, or the subspecies, but the subspecies that we have now 
is an entirely different subspecies with like a very different flavor. But, but it's the just... artificial banana is based on the original cultivar. Correct. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it tastes so different because people are like, oh man, artificial banana tastes nothing like banana. It's like actually it used to taste exactly like bananas. It's just that bananas don't taste like that anymore. Yeah. The, because those, those bananas went extinct. extinct in like 1953. Oh, I no, believe I think it was before they're that. still. You can still get them, but it's very, very difficult because there's yeah. such a small amount of them left and they're all in like highly controlled plantations. Yeah. You know, exactly. No, no one ever goes in. No one ever comes out. It's like the Willy Wonka chocolate <laughs> factory, yeah. except well, uh, well, also with the slave labor, too, probably. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but the, yeah, there's, the, there's a pathogen now that exists that could wipe that out easily, which is why you have to highly control the environment. Like yeah. the cultivar that we use now is at least resistant to that particular blight. But like we have the same problem where like if you know, we had some blight that wipes out the current cultivar of bananas, then, you know, uh, uh, you have no corn. more bananas. Mm. Yeah, uh, uh, corn. Uh, rice. <laughs> like, corn, there rice, are a lot of, like, and... other rice species out there, but our yeah. cultivars All out right, there. folks, but, like... time, to, time to get into plantains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I mean, and this Even is then. why there's a... Yeah. Time to get this is why coconuts. there's a seed bank that that exists. Yeah, the, too, the but, Ark. Yeah. What is yeah. that? Iceland, the, uh, Norway? No, it's one of the Scandinavian countries. It's okay. not Iceland, though. And anyway, this is why you need blight-resistant seeds from Monsanto Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us actually to our advertisements this week. Our, we are brought to you by Monsanto Corporation because you have no other choice. Yes. Yeah, we're brought to you by Monsanto because if you wanted to, like, you know, have your crops come back next year without having to replant again, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You like that's... To, uh... All right. You so, like... yeah, we've, we've got beer talk, right? We got beer to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so, you guys are drinking Shadow Dancer, Sky Dancer, Sky Party, Sky, Sky Party. Party. Jesus. <laughs> um, Good job with your brain, TJ. And this is the best one I've had today. I like this okay. a lot. Um, yeah. Probably because I had two more before it. So all I'm really getting out of the 7.8% alcohol, my palate has been destroyed. Um. I would say as far as my palate goes, this is actually pretty enjoyable. It has a little bit more bitterness than I sometimes expect from a New England style IPA, but like, not massively so. Like it's still at an enjoyable level where like I'm I'm okay with something that's a little bit bitter as long as it's, you know, overall fairly smooth. Right. Um this is yeah, I I would say so far that Deciduous is the best brewery I've had from New Hampshire simply because they have done every style I've had well. Um, and I say this simply because Spyglass, which is probably my next contender, I have not had anything dark or simple from. I've only had the, the New England style IPAs and the mm -hmm. Sours. So I can't fully isn't, judge that yet. Isn't there another D name from New Hampshire? Or am I thinking Maine? Um. You're thinking Maine, that's definitive. Okay, you're right. 
But yeah, New Hampshire, I I probably agree with you. Uh, Deciduous does have delicious stuff. It's incredible uh, what you can do when there's no laws. <laughs> Only no high shit, property right? taxes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's high property. I, I so as a person who's been looking into potentially trading up in the real estate market while it's high, um, I yeah, I've looked at places in New Hampshire and it's like, man, there are some lower property prices, but the property taxes are bad and the services are bad. Yeah. Like, you do not want to be a citizen of New Hampshire. Like. Yeah, no, you want to you want to stop off at the liquor store on ninety five. <laughs> yeah, or or again, do like I do and live less than ten minutes from the border. So if you're a dumbass and you smoke cigarettes, like you can get the benefit of the cheaper New Hampshire taxes on cigarettes. Yes, and, uh, you know, get the unemployment benefits and you know social services benefits otherwise of living in massachusetts as well as the far superior medical marijuana program in the sense mm -hmm. that like it's not as quite as fought against as it is in new hampshire like that's the big thing is like so i live in mass and you know at this point we mostly have just corporate dispensaries but main yeah you can you can go to Maine. you can go to Maine. reciprocity uh lower prices uh just you can't take it through new hampshire so she doesn't do that because that would be illegal so, allegedly. allegedly i allegedly allegedly buy in buy stuff in maine now i unfortunately you do can not take the have party. <laughs> actually from yarmouth <laughs> i think i think you do go into international waters so it wouldn't be illegal so yes um go out to provincetown take the ferry to uh york is it weird that i've never been to provincetown i've never been there either and my grandmother has like a week out there yearly so it happens. Uh, one of these days, Alice. Pow! Zoom! Straight to the moon! <laughs> straight to the third moon of Omicron Percy IH? Straight to the third moon of Omicron Percy IH! <laughs> now, I unfortunately did not have Sky Party, so I had to crack one of the beers from our future bonus series, which we're going to have three episodes now, but I think I cracked the shittiest of them. It comes from Artisanal Brew Works out of... Do you remember, Emily? I think it's somewhere in New York. I can't remember Saratoga now. Springs, Is this... New York. Oh, it, that's so not upstate. The, that's not the, um, the conglomeration of um, Victory and Southern Tear, is it? No, okay. no. it's not. Thankfully. <laughs> Or yeah. maybe it is, and we just don't realize. I hope it's not. No, well, that's, I don't think uh, so. That's, uh, that's very close to the name of the uh, joint venture. Maybe then it did they do they brew out of New York or do they brew out of Pennsylvania? The Artisanal Brewing Ventures. Okay. I mean, that could be um, the name of the company. Yeah, so they're now Victory Southern Tier Bold Rock Hard Cider and Six Point Brewery. But okay. They're headquartered in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Wow. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> so it's probably not the same place, thankfully. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a the craft beer industry has been a really weird thing to kind of watch evolve as a person who uh try and keep up with as everybody keeps on like selling their shit off it's 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 weird because i i started to see where the failure point in the craft brewery system might be and i think it's going to be these sorts of large regional conglomerates i think that's what's going to where it's gonna just just collapse at some point um yeah I, I can definitely see that, and that's one. Of, I guess that's another reason I'm grateful that I live in New England, where pretty much everybody keeps to themselves unless they like have to do otherwise. It's like okay, maybe that's a little bit less likely to happen here because everybody's like, "Yeah, we're friendly, but go fuck yourself." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll save ourselves from that somehow, but unlikely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I I haven't seen it happen here yet. I mean, we have Boston Beer Company, but it, everybody else is like, "Yeah, fuck you, buddy." Uh, you need where a whole. Are... You, you'd need a whole another episode, I guess. Uh, to to like, where is craft beer going to break? The episode. <laughs> yeah, that actually, it's not a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's evolved so much. I mean, I like I first got into it sometime probably in the mid aughts, and I mean, it is astounding how much it, things have changed in that time. Yeah. Um, and you know how many new styles have emerged, how many you know different concepts have emerged, and it's yeah, it. <sighs> It would be interesting to see, like, because there is a, there, you're right, there's a, every industry, more or less, has a point where it will uh, cease to be efficient other than, you know, just everything amalgamating together. I mean, we're, we're seeing that in terms of, like, uh, I feel like there are far fewer, you know, for instance, like, cable companies or even, like, electrical power companies than there were when we were kids and it's because like i feel like capitalism drives everything towards this like huge conglomeration and and And, this is also like an industry that thrives off of inefficiency which is also something that coincidentally a lot of other industries also did um and we're starting to see these large craft breweries consolidate into regional networks and it's like well okay this 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 could go quite poorly over um the medium term uh <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean and you're starting to i mean you're seeing that a little bit in the sense that like you're seeing uh some of the craft breweries that have gotten bigger and more successful uh sticking around where the really some of the really small ones that ha- have popped up over the years are just no longer sustainable yeah. and it's it's depressing but like i have always hoped that that was really more based on market pressure in terms of like you know say you're a brewery that pops up and you know your thing is like i don't know german styles something that's not super fashionable yes and you know i go to that brewery 
<laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. So uh, would next I. Next time but you're like... in the Salem area, check out Notch Brewery. Yeah, uh, Notch they, is great. They do a lot of German style beers that are more traditional and really worth having. And if you're there in Salem, then also check out Far From the Tree if you like ciders. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, same offer as we gave to Liam. It's like, you know, we promise we won't steal your kidney or whatever if yeah. you want to, like, hang out with us and come up here or whatever. But, um, my yeah, he's for right. A my buck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> actually, they, they're still could, around. Yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, he's right. Notch is actually a really good place to go in the sense that so Notch is a brewery that was founded on the principle of primarily sticking to session beers, but specifically more like German style, like traditional German style session beers. Like right. they've actually done some interesting stuff with don't get like, with, uh, for instance, um, Dog and Pony Show is, I think, their primary New England style. And it's it's a session ale that is actually, you know, very drinkable it's not as punchy as this it's not but it's not as alcoholic as this um and they but primarily they do traditional german styles and they do them extraordinarily well um and yeah i mean i highly appreciate a brewery like that because you just don't see that many of them anymore like i mean i I will admit style specific good things I yeah, mean, I mean, even the um, fucking odd by nature hefta, hefta, yeah, that we had, yeah, that... It, it's like a super solid hefeweizen that you just yeah, was... really don't get from a lot of craft breweries because oh, it's not an exciting style that people want, you know? Yeah, and he was talking about you know he had friends who were like laughing at him for doing it, and it's like yeah, but you what you did was you know take a a solid hefeweizen and add fruit flavors that complement the like natural um flavonoids that come out of that and it's it was actually really really well done i i was Mm. pleasantly surprised i mean but that's the problem though is like you know i've had you know like i said probably about five thousand beers in my lifetime so you know, there's only so many like Again, of the least. same, you know, <laughs> like Hefeweizen or whatever that, you know, you can have before you're like, all right, I've had this before. Like if you, you know, it's like, it's not enough to just simply do the style well all the time anymore, mm-hmm. but I, right. I can Speaking appreciate of, a place that does all of. Yes. Speaking of, I'm going to get through the rest of this artisanal Brewworks beer real fast because all I got through was the name of the brewery. It's their Warheads Extreme Sour. This flavor is the watermelon. Uh, the watermelon sounded like the shittiest flavor of them because outside of this, there's green apple, black cherry, and blue raspberry. So those are going to be our three bonus episodes at least. Is the three of the the other three of these. The major complaint that I have with this is I think we let it set, sit too long because it's not really? it's not as sour as it used to be. Because when we had this at the beer fest, it was much more tart, and the tart still exists there. It's just not as expressed as it once was to make it a warhead, you know. That surprises me, which makes me think that it is a sour that is heavily dependent on the uh, lactobacillus maintaining its 
you know, lactic acid production Mm -hmm. as opposed to a fermentation thing because generally speaking, if it's a fermentation thing, the longer it sits, the more sour it gets. I am um, excited to have the other three of these with you, Emily, because maybe my taste buds are still fucked up from getting the Brona. But like, while it has a lasting tartness, it doesn't have that immediate like warheads puckery tartness that it had I think the first time we had it. Yeah. Which again makes me think that some of that tartness is based on the lactobacillus, which is, you know, potentially uh, died off by now, more or less. Um, so, hey, check it out. We're going to record episodes for our fucking Patreon. Yeah. Because I, I will not be on those because I took one look at that beer and I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Not oh, doing it's that fine. To myself. <laughs> it, it's fine. I'll just uh, like I'll at this point. I think I'm just going to start like you know, kind of collecting the shit that I buy and you know, putting stuff together. If I need to, I'll just start you know, putting sticky notes on things like Roz, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> I figured like at this, I I thought about doing that for this one, especially because I sent one that was specifically like a bottle that. Liam wanted for his dad, but like his dad doesn't drink, so he's gonna drink the beer inside, but his dad wants the <laughs> bottle. And I was like, um, all right, well, I don't think I need to label any of this shit. Like, I'm sure that they'll figure it out, but it's like I it could be kind of funny to do that at least. But yeah, I uh I'm more than happy to have both of you on. Like you're you're a fucking blast to hang out with as well. And, uh, you know, we got to beat Liam in person once. So uh, clearly, maybe, clearly maybe what we have to do is the reverse. We can do be Pennsylvania beer reviews for an episode. Hell yeah. It means you mailing us Pennsylvania beers, but yes, yeah. I'm yeah. sure we'd be down. <laughs> and again, because it's technically against the policies of both FedEx and UPS, allegedly, um, I yes I so I forgot to label this box snow globes allegedly because I was an idiot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I I got it. I got really into the beer trading scene for a while because there was a long time where, especially Massachusetts, had really horrible horrible uh, distribution laws that were very difficult to get around until we had two distribution companies that said fuck those laws. So, yeah, I mean, it was, there was a while where it was like, hey, anybody who wants to send me, um, you know, Funky Buddha or Jay Wakefield or whatever, like, you know, I, I, like, I think the farthest trade I ever did was I got, I got a Jester King <laughs> that I was hard to find, which is from Austin, Texas, if you didn't know, uh, from some dude in Hawaii. Oh, so, I was going to say, didn't you get like a Kona? at some point from hawaii but it wasn't a kona it was something far better than that i can't remember (laughs) what the fuck it was at this point because my memory is shot but i gotta say kona is not that hard to get on the east coast at least now (laughs) yeah yeah no kona is not hard to get it was something much better than that i can't remember exactly he also had he sent me like a whole ass box of something like i sent i think i sent him a box of like treehouse and trillium and he sent me a box that had like a jester king and like a bunch of shit that you know came from like west coast 
California breweries that I, you know, didn't have access to as well as like Hawaii stuff. And, but that was the only time that I've used allegedly the U S postal service (laughs) to send beer, because (laughs) let me tell you, if you're mailing something that heavy to fucking Hawaii, flat rate boxes are the way to go. If you can fit it in there. So yeah. Um, (laughs) And all you have to really, honestly, of what you really have to do is make sure that it doesn't leak. So even if it, you know, explodes in transit or whatever, you have to make sure it doesn't leak. Like, I, you know, I don't think you got to see the box as I shipped it, but I developed a system over the years and it's a very effective system. (laughs) I have never had something not show up. I'm always paranoid if it's like, oh, this delivery got delayed. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Did they find beer? Fuck. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, it was just like, dude got tired at the end of his route or whatever. There's, there's, you know, there's always, uh, there's been a long, long tradition of exploiting the U.S. Postal Service to do all kinds of stupid shit. Like mailing a block of buildings to Butte, Montana. Um, <laughs> That's fucking awesome! That's oh my god, terrible, like a, but hilarious. Like, like a wait, like full size buildings. Are we talking like? Are they? Is it broken down into pieces or it's brick by brick? Okay, got it. <laughs> yep, that damn dude. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been a lot of fun, but we're like pushing two hours. Yeah, we are. We're we're, we're so... getting we're getting on and uh, getting on in the years here. Yeah. Um, Roz, what do you want to pitch before we end up going um, out? Well, you should probably listen to Well, There's Your Problem podcast. It's a podcast about engineering disasters with slides, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. Um, we mentioned it earlier on the show. I. It's it's a podcast that we have, and you can listen to it. Um, <laughs> and it fucking rules, it, and you should listen to it. It is really awesome. I haven't listened to many episodes myself, like probably half a dozen, maybe a dozen, <laughs> somewhere in between there. And honestly, all of them are really enjoyable. So 13 people that listen to this, check out this podcast that has hundreds of thousands of people listening to it. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, we got sixty thousand subscribers on YouTube as of now. Oh. We just we just crossed sixty thousand. I don't know about, I don't know on all the other podcast apps. I that the, the subscriber count there is a very imprecise number. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean that's it's in, it's virtually impossible to track your listens and subscribes when it comes to podcasting. You're just like, I don't know something like, I uh, yeah. yes. Hopefully, somebody besides me enjoys this. Basically, mm-hmm. I know that I enjoy this. Like, I always chuckle every time I edit an episode. So, I had a good. Time. I definitely enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I always have a good time doing this too. Uh, but yeah, we've been New England Beer Reviews. I'm Emily. Sh- I'm. <laughs> I'm TJ Davis alongside Emily Shig. I'm Emily Shit alongside TJ Davis, the biggest idiot ever. And our special guest this week was Justin Rosniak. Um, yes. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, patreon.com backslash NEBR, the initials of our show, knowing of your reviews, NEBR. Uh, yeah. Emily, final word. 
Oh crap! Why do you have to ask me? Uh, well, trains. All right, trains. Cool. Train good, car bad. Train, train trains good, car are bad. Good, yes. Uh, Roz, final word. Um, I enjoy drinking beer. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I like those are both solid final words. Uh, bye.